If you have your Bible, we heard this in Sunday school, many of us, not maybe not everybody, but Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he, climbed up in the sycamore tree, the good Lord he wanted to see. But this story is so much bigger, and there's so much for us that's in this narrative. From the New King James, it says, Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Some translation says he was very rich. He sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree. Now the sycamore tree translation is a blooming fig tree. In that region, they would get 40 feet high. So it's a pretty big tree. He's climbed up into the fork above the crowd. And it says, and when Jesus came to the place... He looked up, now he had to be under the tree, and he saw him. Zacchaeus, make haste, come down. Today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. When they saw it, they all complained, the crowd. He's gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. One translation said he's gone to to spend time with a crook. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Lord, look, I give half of all my goods to the poor, and if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, restore fourfold. And Jesus said to to him, today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost." When you see this narrative unfold, Jericho is the lowest spot around Jerusalem. It's the lowest spot. Jesus is going through Jericho just before, this is, he's getting really close to the time he'll be crucified. This is one of the last times that he'll pass through Jericho. But he goes through because he's hurt his father. Tell him about a man. And 17 miles, if you, if you think about the economy of that day, the economy was that not far from there, 17 miles up into the hills, it's, it's going up, 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 up till you get to Jerusalem because Jerusalem sits there in the, in the hills. And um, I remember going up the winding roads uphill all the way to the city. But there's a, the Jordan, this is close to the Jordan River, and there's a crossing, and you've heard of the Silk Road, this, maybe not, the Silk Road uh, going to the east, there was also a road going into Europe that merchants would travel for m- hundreds of miles to bring their wares. 
uh, into Jericho. They had to come through Jericho on their way to Jerusalem or wherever they were going. And, and uh, Zacchaeus <clears throat> was, uh, when you think about Zacchaeus, he, he, was the, he was a supervisor. He was like the chief of all the tax collectors. And remember me talking about Matthew. Matthew was a tax collector, but they're Jews. Zacchaeus was a Jewish man, and the Romans would pick Jewish men because who better to get taxes from Jewish people than Jewish men? But here's the, the, the Romans would tell the tax collector, well, you, we need $100 from every person. But Zacchaeus, like many other tax collectors, would say, well, that means I'm going to get 200 because I've got to get some wealth too. And so they became some of the most despised among their own people. They were outcast. They, they couldn't even go to the synagogue. They were forbidden to go to the synagogue with the Jewish people because they were considered unclean. They didn't even call them by their name. But when you think about Zacchaeus, let me give you this. When the culture was in that day that parents would name their children, and this, this name, it was almost like an entire sentence because the name, the meaning of the name uh, was the parents were hoping that the child would grow up to live up to the name that they gave them. Zacchaeus, incidentally, means Pure. It means clean, light. Well, it seems he's grown up in everything except that. <laughs> seems like he's totally off track and out of the blueprint. But they were so despised, and, and besides that, Zacchaeus is very short. I don't know how short, but he couldn't see over the crowd, so he ran ahead of the crowd because he wanted to see Jesus. And he climbs up in the tree. And the Bible said, when Jesus came to the spot. Now, I want you to understand something that Jesus, remember he told the disciples and the Pharisees even, he said, the words that I speak are what I've heard my father say. The works that I do are what I've seen my father do. So he is perfect theology, which is theology is the study of what God is like, the nature of God. Jesus came to show us what his father is like. And uh, religion's messed it up. <laughs> you and I have lived with legalism for so long. Now, but I want to tell you something about this. This is so liberating. And one reason we're able to enjoy this time together is because that's the heart of the Father. We're doing what the Father sees us doing. I believe it's written in his book that we're supposed to be enjoying this fellowship and this time together. And so Jesus comes to the tree because I believe he's heard the Father say there's a man named Zacchaeus in Jericho. Now, <clears throat> I want you to notice this is one of those times when Jesus said, I must. I must stay at your house. 
Remember John 4, there was another must. He told his disciples, I must go through Samaria. So go through the scriptures and find those times when Jesus is moved by the must. And so the Bible said he made haste to come down. And one of the most amazing things began to unfold because the Bible said he received him with joy. Now, if you look at the, you've heard me talk about how Jesus, when the, the, the Pharisees were complaining, when he called Matthew, Matthew had a supper for him and invited all the other tax collectors and all the, the, the people of ill report, the people the Pharisees would have nothing to do with. As a matter of fact, if they brushed up against a tax collector, they would go home and take a bath and wash their clothes. That's how religious they were. And, and, and as if the out, Jesus even tells them, you're like whitewashed tombs. You're clean on the outside, but you're full of dead men's bones. And there's no life in you. So the Bible says when they saw it, they all complained. Now this is a crowd of people. They pro- they're probably making a pretty good ruckus over this, this, tr- this fact that Jesus had just told the man they despised who had probably collected taxes. He, now he's very rich. Zacchaeus is very wealthy. A- and now Jesus is telling him, I am going to your house. And they said, he's gone to be a guest with a man who's a sinner. Let's look at the Passion Translation just for a moment. It says that Jesus left to go with Zacchaeus. Many in the crowd complained. Look at this. Of all the people to have dinner with, he's going to eat in the house of a crook. Imagine that. Jesus is going to eat with someone everybody else despised. But he's not alone, right? right. He, he said when he was getting ready to go to the cross, he said, all, told his disciples, all of you are going to leave me, but I'm not alone because my father is always with me. So Zacchaeus was amazed over his gracious visit to his home and joyously welcomed Jesus. Zacchaeus stood in front of the Lord and said, half of all that I own, I'm going to give to the poor. Now, this is a lot of wealth because he's given half of it away. Now he says, and if I've cheated anyone, I'm going to pay back four times as much. That's probably the other half. He had exactly how much in his mind. This has made such an impact on Zacchaeus. Notice there's no, there's no, Jesus said to him, your repentance shows that today life has come to you. Now, remember the word repentance? There's no evidence he prayed a sinner's prayer. (laughs) Acts 16, there's no evidence that the jailer prayed a sinner's prayer. Jesus said, Jesus said, 
He said, <clears throat> when, when, they jumped, when the jailer jumped in with, uh, with Paul and Silas, it was about to kill himself. They said, do, don't do yourself any harm. We're all here. And he said, what must I do to be saved? And Paul said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved and your house. Jesus said in the, in the garden, this is eternal life. That they know you and they know your son. Now, when you think about repentance, remember the, the original word is metanoia. It means a radical change of mind. Now, that has to do with about your sin, but it also has to do with about how you see him. That, because how you see him is going to really determine how much freedom we walk in. So I want you to see something here because this is so amazing. He said, salvation has come to your house. Now, let me ask you, Jesus, right, is the English word. Yeshua is, is, the, is the word that really describes Yeshua. Joshua, Jehovah's salvation. Could it be that in all of our formulas, salvation is really a person? Right? So, so he said, this day, now don't get, I'm not, I'm not getting off the path, okay? Because I believe the Lord's taken us somewhere so deep, so incredibly awesome that it's transformative just because of who we know. So the Bible says that Jesus told him, he said, he is a son of Abraham too. Remember what God, he called Abram out of Ur of the Chaldees uh, and a place of idolatry. Abram didn't have a clue about God, but he heard him call him and he left not knowing where he's going. And in that journey, the Bible said that his faith was accounted to him as righteousness, his believing. God accounted it to him as righteousness. So he became righteous because of who he believed in. Now, here's where I want to, if, if Jesus said, this day salvation has come to your house. So in that, it's, it's relationship. It's not how much you know. I mean, you can quote the Bible from cover to cover and still not know the author. But if you know him, it, it will so revolutionize our lives. And, and I know it has because we've, we know him. Zacchaeus, he, all of a sudden, remember when John is baptizing in the River Jordan and the Pharisees come out and said, you're not qualified to do this. <laughs> he called them a generation of snakes. You're not even qualified to do this and you're baptizing. <laughs> this is so religious. And he said, I tell you what, why don't you go bring some fruit? Bring some fruits to prove that you believe. 
that probably made him even more angry. <laughs> because Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruit. So when you think about the fruit, let me take you, as we think about Zacchaeus, means pure. He's about to step into his purpose and destiny. And do you know our purpose is to be loved by the Father? That's why we're here. That's why we're, when you, when you think about this, um, Abraham, God told Abraham, he said, I'm going to bless you. And because of the blessing that's coming to you, all of the families of the earth, I'm going to multiply your seed. They're going to be like the stars of the heavens. He had to get him out of the tent so he could see the stars. A lot of people have tent vision. <laughs> but he had to get him out of the tent. If you read the narrative and then he said, it's go they're going to be as numerable as the stars. And, and they're going to be as numerable as the sands of the seashore. Now, <clears throat> Paul said in Galatians, the we are of faith, we are the seed of Abraham. So that means that that blessing is, exchange, we get the exchange. We're blessed with faithful Abraham. What does that mean? That means that everything that, that the Father is. That's why John said, as he is, so are we in this world. What does that mean? As he is, so are we in this world. I want you to see something. I believe soul transformed Zacchaeus' life is because he began to see himself righteous. Do you know, I don't believe you can grow in righteousness. We're either righteous or we're unrighteous. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5.21, he was made to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Somebody said, well, we're being made the right. That's not what that means. Because if that were true, then Jesus, if he was made sin, then how long will it take him to get through that part? No, it was a, it was a done deal. And when you begin to see yourselves as perfect righteousness, oh, religion, that does have a stroke. When, when you begin to see yourself as declared the righteousness of God. How righteous is God? Oh, we're not God. But he's given us his righteousness. So that qualifies us for all the verses that I've quoted for months and months and months and years. That the young lines lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Psalm 84, 11, the Lord God is the Son and shield. He will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly before him. Now, how do you walk uprightly? Ooh. 
If we're perfect righteousness, if he sees us as righteous, what about holiness? What about, what, what about sanctification? What about consecration? Um, let me help you. <laughs> holiness is not moral perfection. The definition of holiness is to be one of a kind. It means to be an original one of a kind. Do you know that it doesn't impress God? To t that you, when you think about that, when you, when you say God has no sin, he don't. He's holy. You know why? Because he's one of a kind. He's the one true God. Yes, sir. So, so what about sanctification? You understand that. What about consecration? Okay, this is where it gets so amazing. Zacchaeus immediately stepped in to a knowledge. His mind was so radically transformed that it so changed his life. All of a sudden, he began to do all. I'm going to give half my riches to the poor and I'm going to take the other half and I'm going to restore fourfold to anyone that I've cheated. That's pretty much consecrated. So when you get to know beloved identity, Zacchaeus discovered he was perfectly loved. You know what we struggle with in the Western church? Being perfectly loved. By the way, I never heard growing up that the father loved me with the same love he, that he loved his son. Never heard that growing up. But you know he does? Jesus said, Jesus said it. Father, you love them with the same love you love me. <laughs> that, that there is where the holiness and the sanctification and the consecration will happen without struggle. It'll just fall off of you. Freedom. It's freedom. Absolutely. Absolutely. You'll know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Okay. Woo. Let's, let's, okay, do you know Hagar was Sarah's idea? Abraham became intimate with Sarah's idea. And produced an Ishmael. Hagar is the bondwoman. So anytime we try to produce artificially, that's right. <laughs> we, we have to sit, you have to sit at the table with Ishmael the rest of your life. So, so anytime we try to produce the promise by self-effort, that's what Ishmael represents, by the way. Self-effort. Sarah's idea was Hagar and Abraham got intimate with, 
with Sarah's idea and they produced self-effort. You got me? You with me? So That's right. Absolutely. So, so what, did, what did God instruct Abraham to do? Get, Yeah, that's, 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 uh, I thought I was supposed to go right, but I feel like I just turned left. <laughs> no, it's good. I love it. I love you, man. That's why we're here. This is interactive. I want it to be interactive. You know, we've, we've grew up in the stale Leave the same way you came. That's right. That's right. So, so here's what here's what God instructed Abraham to do. He said, "Get rid. You can't cohabitate." Isaac was the son of the natural. That was the natural promise. Isaac was produced. By promise, because Sarah's too old to have children. That's right. Because the promise will always come via, by God, through impossible circumstances. So he gets all the glory. But, but, but it, it will always show up as something impossible for you to do. So, so if you try to help God, you're, you're going to wind up with an Ishmael and self-effort never got anybody anywhere. So God said, get rid of the bondwoman and her son because they can't live in the same house with the promise. It's a mixture. Anytime we try to mix religion with grace, somebody said, well, I don't know about that hyper grace. What, what else is there? What, what, what else is it? It's, it's, oh my goodness. So we get in this mode of suspicion because religion wants to keep its hand in the cookie jar and keep us in under control. And the enemy is behind it because Jesus didn't come to start a new religion. He came to do with all religions and start relationship. In that relationship, we can be holy. In that relationship, we can be sanctified. In that relationship, we'll become consecrated. I'm talking about an adventure that is beyond anything we could ever think or imagine. That's why Paul could say, he, he said, he, he said, and now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above, all those adjectives, all that we could ask or think, according to the working of his mighty power that works in you. Whew. 
It's in you. It's working in you. Amen. You are a force to be reckoned with, but more than that, you were a child of God. And he takes great delight in his children. And when we come to that place of beloved, here's the thing that I believe, I've really not seen a whole lot of people with religion and legalism get free. Yeah, happy too. Yeah. You want to go to church? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. So Zacchaeus, he, he, <laughs> yeah, Marshall Dillon. Y'all now, come on. <laughs> I do too. I do too. This, this is the, the, I believe this is a picture of what Jesus would be doing. If he would, he'd be right in the middle of this. He'd be right in the middle. Of, that's right. Because there's life in this. There's life in this. And, and, and I believe that Jesus was, was that's one thing that really infuriated the Pharisees because he wasn't serious enough. Even though he was serious. He was very Come on now. I don't bake often and I was upset about baking so I asked God to help me bake those where they would taste good and I believe he dipped his Loving finger. Come on now. That's exactly what happened. Be not drunk with wine, but be filled. So, so he didn't say get don't get drunk. He said, be not drunk with wine but be filled with the Spirit. Why? Because this Holy Spirit is here to show us Jesus and everything He's given to us. We have everything we need for life and godliness. Religion's been trying to give it to us. Give us what we... Come on, you gotta, you gotta straighten up. Come on. I can... Is this on live stream? Y'all are on TV. <laughs> hey. What? Oh. <laughs> hey, Marissa. Yeah. Oh, Lord. So, so what happened to Zacchaeus? What do you think happened to him? He got born again. How, how did he get born again? He met Jesus and he believed. He had a hunger 
to see the one he'd been hearing about. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Woo. So you understand when you, when you begin to hear the word, who's the word? In the beginning was the word and the word was face to face with the father. And his desire was to come into this earth and bring us into that circle so we could be face to face with him. Oh, he's going to take what's mine. He's going to show it unto, me, unto you. All things that the Father has has been given to me and the Holy Spirit's going to come and show you what I have and I'm going to share it with you because you, we are joint heirs. That's right. That's right. He heard. He heard. So, so he's running ahead of the crowd to get in position because he knew that he would never be able to get a vision, a, a, a vision uh, get a, a look at him because the look was going to. And by the way, do you think if he wasn't in that tree, Jesus could have found him anyway? Absolutely. He, he, that's, he saw in Jesus' eyes someone look at him like he never had looked at him before. He, he saw him. Jesus saw him and mm -hmm, he looked up and saw him. You, they had to be looking at him. Absolutely. Now, I want to give you a few minutes if you have questions or comments. Uh, we're already doing that, so that's why I like Wednesday. <laughs> I like Wednesday night, so I, I don't want you to feel uh, like you need to hold back if you have a question or if you... I don't know everything. I know some things. And uh, so, but, yeah, I need to sit down. This is so good. No, no. <laughs> do, do you do you think even though that you know religion would call that a worldly song but they know something. Some, the Lord is doing something in their, even though they can't really see it clearly, but I believe the Lord's involved somewhere. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's probably the original intent right there. Yeah. Anybody else? You? I want to show you this. Yeah, that, that is so important. I want to, let me see if I can find it. Praise the Lord. Okay. We're going to try. We're going to try. John, yeah. 
That's good. That's good. John 14, 15, what I was talking about, this, I just feel like the Lord, the loving me, Jesus said, empowers you to obey my commands. And I will ask the Father, he'll give you another Savior is the translation. It's actually comforter, paraclete, but the Holy Spirit of truth who will be to you a friend just like me. He'll never leave you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him, but you know him intimately because he remains with you and will live inside you. I'll never abandon you. Now, loving me, verse 23, empowers you to obey my word. And my Father will love you so deeply that we will come to you and make our dwelling place. Now, let's look at, let's look, I'm fixing to, it's almost eight, so I don't want to keep you too much past that. But um, verse three of John 17, eternal life means to know and experience you, the only true God, and to know and experience Jesus Christ, eternal life. I thought it was getting everything right. No, it's believing. It's knowing. So he said, my father, restore me back to the glory that we shared together when we were face to face. Before the universe was created, I've manifest who you really are. And I've revealed you to the men and women that you gave me. Now, this is not the end of it. I want to read the last verse. It's, a, it's, it's one of my favorites. He said, so, verse 9, so with deep love, I pray for my disciples. I'm not asking on behalf of the unbelieving world, but for those who belong to you, those you have given me, for all who belong to me now belong to you. And all who belong to you now belong to me as well. And my glory is revealed through their surrendered lives. So he's not looking for perfection or performance. He's looking for permission. Surrender. That's what that word surrender. He said, but now I'm returning to you. So Father, I pray that they'll experience and enter into my joyous delight in you. That's what we've been doing. He said, so that it is fulfilled in them and overflows. There it is. I think he's he's confirming his word. So um, let me find it. Let me find it. Let's see. You live... Fully in me, and now I live fully in them so that they will experience perfect unity. And the world will be convinced that you've sent me. You know what the world's waiting for? They're waiting for us to go out and shine. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. It's not not knocking on doors. It's going out and shining. That's right. That's it. That's right. I'm married to his father. That's right. That's right. That's so good. One last verse, 23. This is long, but it's from the Passion. You fully in me, and I'm now fully in them, so that they'll experience perfect unity, and the world will be convinced that you've sent me, for they will see that you love each one of them with the same passionate love that you have for me. That will transform your life. Yes, it will. To, to come to that place. So I believe Zacchaeus was transformed by that knowledge. And that's what infuriated all the other people because they, they despised him. They thought he ought to feel the same way. No, 
Do you know that Jesus didn't die on the cross to come into our world? He died on the cross to bring us into his world. So what's in his world? No depression. Love, joy, peace. In his world. Welcome to my world. That's right. That's right. Amen. That's it. That's a good word. That word amen means so be it. And I agree, yeah. Anyone else got anything you want to share? I'm telling you. It's going to... I love it. I'll tell you a couple of stories real quick. Are you talking about country singers? I, when I worked for the railroad back in the 80s, I was, I was delegated to go to the airport and pick up dignitaries. So I would, I would be driving, out and, and the first time I saw a country music star was back in the, you may not remember her, but it was Janie Fricky. She was standing on the, she was standing on the curb. I started to pick her up. <laughs> That's my, but, but, but I'd have gotten a lot of trouble. She had a bandana and there was no mistaking. But, but most of the, one of the most iconic super, uh, country stars that I ever met was I had to go inside the terminal and I went in and there's Johnny Cash dressed in black. He's surrounded by his entourage. And I so wanted to go get an autograph, but I didn't want to get arrested either. So, uh, but, but it was, it was cool. It was cool living up there, but, but I want you to know there's somebody that's much more amazing and he loves you. He loves you. And that love the father has for you is the same love that he loves his son. And you are his perfect, right? You are perfectly righteous. Don't, don't let the titles, if you were in him, now think about this. He said, in that day, you're going to know that I'm in my father and you are in me and I am in you. If that be the case and he's perfect righteousness, what should we be? Perfect righteousness. Don't have to grow in it. I can live in it. Oh, does it mean I get everything right? No, no. I'm still, I'm still in this world and I'm still letting him unravel the stuff in my life that's not lined up with the will of God. I pray this prayer all the time. Lord, don't let me ever agree with anything that you don't agree with. Stand with me. <laughs> it's all right. I won't run very fast because I got brownies. That's so good, Timothy. Oh, Miss Cheryl? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Okay. We're gonna pray. We're gonna believe God that the completed work of Jesus is fulfilled with Miss Cheryl. She had to leave early, uh, nauseated. So we we're grateful. Sugar. Too much sugar. Yeah. Her sugar, yeah, her sugar. We're going to pray for the Lord to heal that, that condition, that every, all the levels, 
all the levels are normal. Oh, yes. Uh, jo- uh, Chelsea and the baby. Yes, Chelsea coming up is, is the, the, uh, the shower. And, and so we want to pray for Chelsea and believe God for her sugar problem to be healed. I'm telling you, the devil is a liar. And Jesus already made provision for them to be healed completely. And if you have my, I, I want you to know he's, I laid hands on my wife today. And, and I, because of some issues that's going on in the body. So I want you to know it's okay to pray for yourself. Uh, so it's important. And the father takes that very, very uh, seriously and, and he loves it. So we're going to pray that prayer together. Okay. I want you to, to lift Miss Cheryl, Chelsea and the baby and uh, anyone else that you can think of. Anyone else have a prayer request? We're going to agree together. Anyone else? Absolutely. All for the glory of the Lord. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for your completed work. Our faith is is in that completed work. That you bore our sins in your own body on the tree, that we could be dead to sin and live in the righteousness. By whose stripes we were healed and they were healed. So, Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for loving us so much that you heal us completely, that you heal Miss Cheryl, that you heal uh, Chelsea and, and her baby, and that you heal uh, these prayer requests that have been lifted up, Judah, and all of those requests that have been made. We lift them up to you and we give you praise. We thank you, Father, because you're orchestrating uh, all things for our good and your glory. And we bless you now in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.